Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. Here we go, folks. FST on a Thursday. Thanks for joining us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. On the app, on TuneIn Radio, on iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking in. So, Dane, it's been a while. Feels like we haven't worked together. Yeah, man. Many days. Even though I did make a guest spot. Yeah, you stopped by. Fantasy Freestyle on Tuesday night. So, that was always By the way, nominated for Best Podcast, my friend. Yes, it was. Uh, And FST is nominated for... Uh, best radio, best baby. Radio show. So uh, we do we some of the so, best stuff here in the industry. Yeah, we do. I, I'm not. I'm not uh, flying any flags until we get down to the nitty gritty, until the finalists. But uh, it is nice to Fair have enough. our names thrown out there. So anyway, um, I went crazy on the waivers yesterday <laughs> on a couple of my leagues because I'm starting to feel like I should make some power moves and. We'll find out if they work, but I made sure that in a few leagues that I got Josh Reynolds and I got Jalen Samuels to back myself up. I don't have Jalen Samuels in every league, which mm-hmm. I guess is problematic because I have James Conner everywhere, so um, I'm just going to have to deal with it, much like the Le'Veon Bell owners just dealt with it. So uh, I did go a little crazy last night in our league. Uh, and I picked up a couple of guys. So hopefully you're okay with that. I know I spent more money than uh, you might suspect. Got a little Reynolds action. Yeah. I see that. It looks like Reynolds is the only guy we got, though. Uh, okay. So, yeah, my other league is where I really went off. I spent almost the rest of my budget on Reynolds and Samuels and the Titans D. Um, trying to anchor. I, I mean, the Titans D has been really good this year. They haven't been the a, a top fantasy defense just because they're not – putting up pick sixers or returning kicks or anything, but I do like them. I like the way they're playing. You know, I, I had the Jets D, and the Jets D, despite – not to mention – not to – obviously they played horribly against the Bills, but if you take a look at their schedule going ahead after the bye, you don't want any part of that Jets defense. They got it rough right. uh, coming down the road. So, uh, anyway, you got some Thursday night football. However, tonight. wait, yeah, real quick, though. Yeah. You, you were talking about we got to go crazy on the waiver on our team. I'm looking at our team. There's another move we must make, in my opinion. What's Mike, that? Uh, we are starting the Rams defense this week. Ah, yes. <laughs> I, I think we may need to address that. We may. The way the waivers have worked in this league, I don't even know if we can change it at this point, but we'll do our best uh, to see if know, we can change it. I think it. you got some pull. We got. I'll, I'll throw in some claims, and we'll, we'll see if I, I'll talk to the commissioner and try and put it through. But I'm yeah. sorry. What were you going to say? So, I, just, I heard you going crazy, and I was like, oh, we're starting the Rams, though. I think I think we yeah, need to uh, grab a second defense. Well, let me see who we'll talk have. about it. Though. Well, let's see we'll who they have after it. Casey. Let's see who they have after Casey, since we're on this topic. 
Uh, well, we got a bye next week, so we really do need to drop them. Yep. Uh, and then uh, got, Detroit, Chicago, Philly, Arizona. It's not bad. It's a, I love it's Arizona a, in a potential championship week scenario. So maybe we uh, cut. Maybe we cut somebody else. Maybe we carry two yeah. defenses. I think we un- carry two. Unheard of. So I think we're a solid enough squad where we could start to organize ourselves in that way. Like for example, Latavius Murray with Dalvin Cook back, mm-hmm. uh, Taylor Gabriel, Nelson Aguilar after the trade. I think there's some dead wood. I'd rather a second defense right now than either Lat Murray or Nelson Aguilar. Uh, true. So, uh, you know, you and I haven't really gotten a chance to talk too much, uh, certainly not on this show, about Le'Veon right. Bell not showing up. Uh, hmm. It's 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 all kind of water under the bridge for fantasy owners at this point. I'm sure you felt stung by hanging on to Le'Veon Bell for 11 weeks and not getting a chance to yeah. play him, but the reality is it's Connor going forward, Jalen Samuels and Stephen Ridley backing him up. It seems like Samuels has been getting the more important touches, even if he hasn't been seeing as many over the course of the year. But that's the way it lines up. Moving on, his agent says he'll retire before he gets the tag again uh, or before he plays under the tag, but I think there'll be some alternate solutions there uh, in which he goes to some other team. Whoever that team is, a lot of people want seem to want to fit him onto the Jets because they have so much money and maybe not an outstanding back, but I'm not convinced that it's him. I'm also not convinced he's going to get the money that he and his agent uh, are hoping to get. I've said that all along. I, I don't I don't blame him for holding out. I don't blame the Steelers for not paying him. Uh, I just think ultimately I don't know that he's going to see that big number of guarantee that he is expecting, whatever that number is. And we don't know exactly what it is. I, I think you could put the number 30 on there and you'd be close. Uh, I was going to say 35, but yeah. yeah. I, I think 30 would Five be Five for 90 maybe? Five for 90, Who 35 guaranteed? That? It, it's not going to happen. That's what he wants. I don't know if that's what he's going to get, you know, but he's looking at, if, you know, all it takes is one, though. Right. Blew it. And that's why I don't think the Jets are going to be the answer, okay? Yeah, and I'm a Jets fan. Yeah. Okay, I'm a Jets fan. I'll tell you that. But I don't want the Jets tying up that much money. I agree. In, uh, uh, because they're not, they're not one player away. I understand what Le'Veon Bell would do for Sam Darnold's development and that offense. I understand that the Jets are probably going to have a new head coach who's going to be one of these, you know, offensive minds. I understand that Mike GM Mike McCagnan might see his job hanging from a thread and need to make a popular impact move, but I just don't want them tying up the money um, when they're, when they're, in my opinion, two years away from really being a true contender, and then by that time, Lev Bell is 30 or something like that. I think it's going to be a team that sees Le'Veon Bell as the championship piece, the cherry on top. Um, and Scotty and I looked at the odds, because, you know, there's odds of where he'll play next year. Sure. We tried to go through it. Um, and I actually don't agree with some of these like favorite teams. I have some uh, one or two dark horses, but the Jets are favored at three to one. Uh, second choice are the Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders at five to one, which is intriguing. Um, Tampa seven to one, Philly seven to one, Green Bay eight to one. Those are the top five choices, but I don't think it's either one of those. Why would it be Tampa? They just drafted somebody. They did, but that person is ineffective. I don't know, uh, but they're seven to one. Maybe yeah, but it's like saying Darius Geis has been. It's like saying Darius Geis has been ineffective. The guy's no, been hurt you. a whole bunch. And, uh, that's just what the line says, you know. But um, do you think it doesn't? He does he? He was working out in Miami and living in Miami. It's not like he lives in Tampa, right? Uh, yeah, I think it, I think he lives, uh, you know, down in Miami during the off season, right? But, um, 
So, so those are at least the top five choices. I my intriguing one, and I'd love to hear your your thoughts on it. I'm sorry to hijack uh, no, your okay. your. This your is kind of what here. we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the Houston Texans are very intriguing. Um, I think the Houston Texans could be that team where he would be the final piece to a puzzle. You like their defense. You know about what they have on defense. Can you imagine the explosiveness, Mike, of Deshaun Watson, Le'Veon Bell, and DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, it's a great story to tell, but what's the biggest problem that we had with the Texans going into the year? Offensive line. So we have to fix that first. And the same with the Jets, too. Jets' offensive line Mm -hmm. isn't great. So people are putting Le'Veon Bell on these teams where there's a whole bunch of salary cap space without – noticeably right. addressing the offensive line. People are – there's – I was listening to uh, Jason Lock on Foreign yesterday. He was on a podcast. Yep. And Tony Kornheiser podcast I was listening to, and he was on there. And he was talking about how good Quentin Nelson has been and how much it's helped that offensive line. And then Marlon Mack, they're one legitimate, like, starting running back right now. The other two rookies, it's a little bit difficult to – know exactly what they are right now. Hines is more of a pass catcher. Wilkins, we don't know what he is yet. But Mack has come in, last week notwithstanding, and been pretty good. And it has really helped ultimately to protect Luck in the long run. The offensive line has gotten better as it's gotten healthier, but with Nelson there. So uh, it can take one or two offensive linemen to transform your running game, sometimes in a greater magnitude than can putting a – star running back on the yeah. team. So I would just be concerned about Bell going to places like Houston or the Jets and saying, ah, look at that. We got a running game now. Well, not if the offensive line stinks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. You know, but you mentioned Quentin Nelson. That's being addressing it through the draft. Yeah. They still can do that. The Texans, I think, have enough money to, you know, they don't need to address much else, right, Houston, on their defense or anything like that. So they could still maybe sign an offensive lineman, draft an offensive lineman. And can you just believe, though, if they have to bring a safety into the box because of Lev Bell, the way that Fuller over the top and D-hop on those in-crossing routes? I, I mean, I just think it could be very dangerous. They're, they have a quarterback entering it would be his very prime cool to see him there, yeah. in a division that's winnable. I mean... I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting fit. Yeah, and a post-June 1 cut to Lamar Miller would be uh, would save them mm-hmm. quite a bit of money. There would only be about a million dollars in dead money, so I, I think they'd be willing to write that off. And Deontay Foreman, I'm sure, is even less than that. So uh, there yeah. would be space there uh, for him, at least at the running back position. So, um, yeah, as far as other transaction trends, you know, clearly the big – Guys that were released were Le'Veon Bell and Cooper Cup because he's out for the year. Uh, that hurts me and my one team that you and I are competing in a league, in the GST league. I've lost Cooper Cup and now A.J. Green for however long a period of time. We don't, we don't know how long he's going to be just yet. I have concerns about it being, you know, in into December Those and toes. through December. Yep. I just get really worried about that, especially what if the Bengals lose this week to the Ravens? They're 5-5. Five and five. Uh, right. I'd say he's resting another week. Then they're 5-6. and six. Maybe they get to 5-7 and seven because they're on some sort of slide. Are you going to bring and A.J. Like, Green let's back? Let's shut him down. Right. 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 So that's the way I'm thinking right now about A.J. Green. I think it is a valid thought process. So, um, so yeah, we got the Thursday night game tonight. We'll talk Packers, Seahawks uh, after in a little bit later in the show, and we'll, we'll do some highlight games uh, clearly in the next uh, segment and talk about which games that you like and uh, what spreads you're looking at. Is there is there one right now to you that's jumping out to you? Like I, I can't wait to see this game. Um. 
Well, I um, I told Scotty last hour, uh, Thursday Night Football is going to be one of my three official picks this week. But we'll talk about that one later on in the show. Interesting. Um, but I am making uh, one of my picks uh, tonight's game. I will say that. The game that I think is interesting, obviously, for so many reasons, whether it's a spotlight game, whatever you want to call it, is this Monday Night Football game, Blew it. Yeah. I mean... Kansas City, Los Angeles, the total is 63 and a half. What I think is interesting, what I think is interesting, and you, you know, you're, you're clued into this, and it ties into maybe a headline that we should tell the people about. Um, on Monday, the Rams were minus two and a half. Then the game, the NFL moved this game from Mexico City back to Los Angeles because of like the Shakira concert and yeah. and bad field conditions so blew it this game goes from a neutral field to uh, a real Rams home game and the line moved over that key number uh, it moved from Rams minus two and a half to Rams minus three and a half what do you think about that it moving from the neutral site to a home game and the impact on the line uh, you could have made an argument that it should have moved more yeah so it only moved, as you said, it only moved one point. point. Normally, that would probably see a two or three point bump because of home, a true home field advantage going from a neutral field to a home. I mean, the neutral field shouldn't really have any impact on the line at all. But here we are, and it is a true home game that should have moved it conceivably three points, at least two, and it only moved one point. So that I think that means that. Vegas maybe has more faith in the Chiefs than they do the Rams. Now, the line is still three and a half in favor of the Rams, but uh, they think the Rams are happy. I guess this came out the same time the Cooper Cup news came out, so maybe that, you know, was a ding on the other side of the ledger. Very possible. Uh, I think that's a good point. But um, So there we go. Uh, By the way, there's a couple other things, too, that I was reading on the uh, commute on the way in. A couple of games got flexed. The Steelers in Week 13 go to... Sunday night football. They're playing the Chargers there. Um, nice. That's a big game. And then we got the Bears flexed into a Sunday night game, too. Shoot. I can't remember who that They're was. Sunday night this week uh, yeah. against Minnesota. Yeah. It was so week, they're really loving the Bears, huh? Yeah. It was week 14, and I'll bring that up for you now. How is that Steelers-Patriots game in week yeah, Ram, 15? It's Rams-Bears. So... Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good it, one. It was Steelers-Raiders. They flexed them out in week 14, and they put sure. Rams-Bears <laughs> into, thank, thankfully, uh, for all uh-huh. of us, and they flexed the Rams-Bears into that. And in week 13, uh, like I said, it'll go Steelers-Chargers in to the night game, and they flex the Seahawks and Niners out of it. So uh, so there you go. It's a little uh, housekeeping there. So uh, what, what was your question about that, Steelers? I was wondering about that week 15 Steelers-Pats game. I see it as four twenty-five. Yep. Um, I think they want to keep. That, like, that I wonder what. Yeah. I, I think they what keep matchup that is there. Sunday night that week? That's weird. Yeah. So. All right. Um, and Steelers haven't beaten the Pats in forever, so I don't think I want it to be on well, national TV. I just want it to. Right. Be Jesse under- James caught that ball, though. Jesse James caught that. Yeah, ball. I know he did, but he, but he didn't. <laughs> so they lost. Uh, so that yeah, it's a four twenty-five game. Eagles at Rams is that Sunday night game, so they might keep All that right. there for now. Uh, anyway. Uh, back to week 11 where we reside right now. And, uh, yeah, so, <clears throat> so the, the, I mean, the, those are the major stories, really. It's Bell, it's Cup being out, and, and all those transaction trends have kind of uh, come and gone. We, we have a lot of people angling for bye weeks right now, obviously, because we have six more teams on bye. We've talked about this all week. 
it's the whole AFC East, Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets, and then the Browns and Niners. A, a strangely soft week for buys because a bunch of those teams are bad. But <clears throat> there's no question that there's been an impact. Nick Chubb is an impact running back right now. Uh, LaShawn McCoy sure. has been better. The Pats. James White <laughs> and Sonny Michelle. Yeah, exactly. The Pats. <clears throat> You're clearing a whole bunch of guys there, right? Brita, uh, the Jets, maybe not so much, but I had to play Isaiah Crowell in a couple of weeks last week, so uh, you're, you're, you're still always angling. As far as next week's buys, too, um, you're only at the <laughs> Rams, two, Chiefs. Exactly, the two teams that are playing on Monday <laughs> night. Chiefs-Rams, they get a nice break after that, so they don't have to go into a short week. Uh, obviously, that was uh, intended for the Mexico City travel, but... Uh, that'll be it for the buys uh, for week 12, and then no teams are on buy after that. So um, other major news stories, I know people are getting into this whole Le'Veon Bell and they raided his locker thing. I, I don't think there's much to it. Really? I really don't <laughs> think there's much to it. I think uh, if you've ever worked in an office environment and somebody leaves that company, uh, people just jokingly go over and, like, raid the desk or raid the locker. Yeah. I don't think Give me that stapler. Deal. Yeah, it doesn't mean they hate the guy. Uh, you know, if anything's important to him, I'm sure they'll give it back to him. But um, last piece of news uh, before we hit the break, Joey Bosa is practicing on a limited basis. Yeah, buddy. So I know you've been waiting for him. You're, like, Darn right. oddly obsessed with Joey Bosa. But he's practicing in a limited capacity. Don't, the team's going to assess from there, uh, but uh, it marks the first practice since before week one because of a foot injury, and he might need time to get back into football shape. They're not sure exactly what it looks like right now, but he's at least uh, practicing on a limited basis, and you feel like he could be the added piece to push the Chargers over the top of the AFC. I really do. I really do. We talk about these incredible offenses these days, right? You know, the Saints, the Rams, the Chiefs, the Patriots, maybe to a lesser extent, the Eagles, the Chargers themselves, right? The only way, you know, me and Scott last last hour were joking about how many punts are there going to be on Monday Night Football. I'm looking to craft the poll for freestyle tonight, you know, and figure out what the options would be on how many punts there'll be on Monday Night Football. But when you have these kind of offenses, which you're going to see deep in the playoffs in the AFC and the NFC, the way to beat them is with pass rush. And I don't think there's any be better duo than Ingram and Bosa when they're at full strength. Good stuff. We'll come back. We'll do some spotlight games for week 11 in the NFL season. It's Mike and Dane on FST. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Back on FST, Thursday edition. We'll do some spotlight games here in a minute. Get you started. Talk about some ranked players. Who Dane likes, who Dane doesn't like. But congrats to the thousands of you who had a profitable MLB Daily Fantasy season in 2018 using the Daily Roto MLB DFS Optimizer. Now we're 
More than halfway through the NFL season, and the NFL Optimizer has produced millions in winnings for its subscribers, including multiple winners in the hundreds of thousands, and a $1 million winner. Now the NBA is in full swing, and the NBA lineup Optimizer is available, and its subscribers are crushing on a nightly basis. So if you're hooked, you can now buy the DailyRoto.com Elite Package. It gives you access to year-round suite of successful tools and projections that DailyRoto.com subscribers have been using to print money in NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, and PGA Daily Fantasy. And when you sign up for the Elite Package, you'll get the new NFL betting tools they've rolled out, including against the spread, money line, game totals, and player props. So head on over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and check out what the Elite Package has to offer. If you don't have a problem with winning money year-round, Dane Martinez, you're going to love it. So enter the promo code like winning money in, um, for a special March. discount and start winning today. What was that? I don't like winning money in March, but the right. other 11 months, right. I'm cool with it. Well, it's, t- it's a tough time to be losing money with the NCAA tournament going on. Yeah, but it's the tournament t- ends in April. Of all, yeah. So I don't win until So April. you just wait until the Final Four to win? You just lose all the – Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. They, they don't pay out for my March Madness brackets until April. So I'm cool with winning money no, in no, April. No, no. But March, March 30- I, I was at the Final Four last year, March 31st. Was that was the Saturday game? But the final? No, it was well. The that's Saturday, the Saturday games, but yeah, then the just championship loaded up is April second. Nova, Michigan. Is that what it was? No, what I'm saying is the brackets, the pools that I'm in, don't pay out until after the championship. I understand. Game. I, I get it now. So, uh, speaking of Nova, Michigan, they played last night, and Villanova got hammered by Michigan. really yes, twenty-seven. They well, lost by. Weird. Is there I mean, number eighteen? Jay Wright graduate everybody? <laughs> no. I mean, yes, oh. but Amari Spellman. I thought that point guard was number eighteen in the country. Brunson is gone, and Brunson, and, right? Uh, Bridges is gone, and Divincenzo is gone. But Amari Spellman came back. So. Divincenzo, that's my boy. Divincenzo, <laughs> yeah, he was unbelievable. I was there. That, that guy was awesome uh, throughout the Final Four. So, uh, anyway, that's our college basketball segment for the for the year. So. <laughs> Uh, I love college hoops, but you know. It's just well, tune the, in in March when I'm allergic to winning money. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I'm a Q's guy, so I'll be with you all year too. Yeah, how are you going to tell people uh, to that you don't take winnings in March and then advise them on their picks for the tournament? They're going to be gun. All right, so don't listen to me for conference tourney picks, but for March Madness because the payouts in May. Underrated oh, boy, part I'm of March back Madness, I would state, is uh, oh, tourney week. Sure. Yeah. It's good oh, stuff. absolutely. All right, so. All right, we talked a little Chiefs-Rams, but we, we have plenty of time in which to do that. Um, a lot of big games, obviously, as there are every week. Houston at Washington is pretty interesting. Two 6-3 and three yep. teams going at it, unexpectedly. Two 6-3 and three teams going at it. Vikings-Bears uh, is pretty interesting on Sunday night as well. So where do we want to get started here? Uh, Steelers-Jets. Let's talk Houston-Texans. Uh, let's do it. Houston-Texans is interesting. Okay. Um, you know... Washington football team, three-point home dog. And to be honest, you know I talk about the home dogs, blah, blah, blah. But I was surprised to see this one because Washington is six, you know, six and three in first place. Yes, they got a non-conference unfamiliar opponent coming in. Everybody, I think, is just hot to trot still on the Texans because of their, you know, huge game on Thursday night a few weeks back. But if you remember, that following week, I was on Denver against Houston. They missed the game-winning field goal, right, like in the last seconds. But it's not like that Houston offense looked amazing. They now – I know they had to buy maybe some more time to integrate DT, but this Washington defense has been pretty good. Um, 
I think I lean Washington. I don't think it's going to be one of my picks, but I'll take the home dog with three points and a division leader that needs to maintain pace. I like Washington, and I think the over-under at 42 is also very interesting. Suggests that Vegas likes this underrated Washington defense as well. That is a that would be a head scratcher to me if Washington is seven and three. Either team will be, but particularly right. if Washington is seven and three, I'm gonna, I I will tell you I did not see that coming. I can't yeah, say fair. I will be. I'm that surprised that the NFC East is all jumbled up like this. I, I'm not that right. surprised, but the fact that Washington could be a clear like two games in front, three games in front lead in this division. They could be three games up because yeah. Philly has the Saints this week. That's a loss. Yeah. What is Dallas? I, I, Dallas goes into Atlanta. I know you love Atlanta in the Dome. Well, I did so, love Atlanta like, until he lost to the Browns. Now I don't fair. know what to think. But, like, Washington can very easily have a three-game lead with five to play in the NFC East uh, as we wake up on Monday morning. Stunning. Seriously, absolutely stunning. And I think, I, I, I've told you I'm in my, um, you know, I'm in oh, this competition. Oh, over-under contest. Yeah, and uh, I'm still alive there. One of the one of the guys appears like he may go 4-0, um, but I'm still alive to do that. But Washington, in that competition, is over 7. The person took over 7, so they're going to be ready to clinch. Uh, on that already, pretty pretty interesting there that uh, Vegas had a pretty had a low number on Washington, and yet here they are. They might get their seventh win, and it's only week ten. They're not doing it yeah. in a pretty fashion, but uh, nonetheless, they are getting it done. He's got. Uh, I'm just looking at some numbers here. Jordan Reed seven touchdown catches in his past nine versus the AFC. Josh Doxon obviously had the touchdown last week. Maurice Harris fifteen for one seventy six in his past two. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan's been playing his tail off. Um, and is going to sack Deshaun Watson on so the, Sunday. So the interesting Period. thing is that Washington's defensive backs have been getting scorched for about a month, and then they go up against Tampa, and I don't even know how to grade them. They gave up 400 yards, but they only allowed three points. So so which is it? Yeah, I was talking about that like last week, all last week, like the style makes fight kind of thing, right? Fitzmagic puts up 400 yards but does turn the ball over three times. And Alex Smith in a win throws for like 170 yards. That's the way they play. I, I think similar to Tennessee in a way, they like to muddy it up a little bit. So I had a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, text me. Who do I play, Fitzpatrick or Trubisky? And I went back and forth and said, here's the rankings. This is what it looks like. Here's some stats. Uh, and he just kept coming back at me. Well, why, 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 why? And I'm like, I'm, I'm just telling you, like, I'm done analyzing this over text. Like, I, I picked Fitz. He asked me to start. <sighs> Obviously, didn't go my way on the call. But part of me is like, well, I picked the guy that had the most passing yards in the league. So was I wrong? And you know he was going to turn the ball over. Like, when you did your analysis, I'm sure you baked in the turnovers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know the other guy was going to run for a touchdown, throw for all kinds of touchdowns, Fair. but Trubisky's just having some monster games. So on the Texan side of things, uh, Deshaun Watson, 1,100, this is crazy, 1,162 passing yards, seven touchdowns, five INTs, and 143 rushing yards in three career starts versus the NFC. He just has wild games, obviously, against these NFC opponents. So two-plus touchdowns in three of his past four on the road. Uh, and like you said, it wasn't pretty last time they were out there. 
after the bye last week. It wasn't pretty last time they were out there, but they got the win. So uh, this is an interesting game. I, I think it's one that is uh, – I'm leaning Texans, but it, it, this has been a scenario where I've been picking against Washington all year. So right. I've been picking against, bo- against both these teams all year. I, I've, I think the Texans have won me over more than Washington has. But uh, like you said, one of these teams will be 7-3 and three and people will be scratching their head. Real quick note, last note on this, the Texans activated Deontay Foreman off the pup list as well. Um, maybe not, not this week. That's not a threat. You know, at all, ever? Like three no, weeks from no. now in the play- in the yeah. fantasy playoffs? Maybe, but Miller would have to be bad, and he hasn't been bad. Mm. You know Corey thinks Lamar Miller sucks, right? Yeah, but Corey's just saying that over and over again. With no re- <laughs> that doesn't make with, it true. With no regard for how well the guy's playing. Even Corey and I were laughing about it recently on one of the Sunday <laughs> shows because he's like, you know what? Maybe he I doesn't suck I, anymore. I, I maybe I, I can't really say it over and over again. Now, against Denver, he's 12 carries for 21 yards, so it's not like he lit it up last time out, but the whole team didn't really. <laughs> so there it is. It's Greg Sussman <laughs> chiming in there for Corey. It is. So, uh, all right, next game. Uh, on the slate, we talked about uh, a couple others. We've got Rams, but Steelers, Jaguars. I mean, Jaguars season can be mm-hmm. over, basically, after this game. Um, I know it may not be the highlight game for everybody, but it's interesting only because Jacksonville beat the Steelers twice last year. Obviously, the playoff upset, and then they pounded them earlier in the year. Now right. the Steelers have to go to Made Jacksonville big, big again. wonder if he had it anymore. Yeah, right. But now they're extremely desperate to win this game. I don't think the Jags are that bad, but I just wonder if the team, you know how these dynamics can impact the team, maybe they know that the quarterback isn't the one for them and they're frustrated. They're not playing as an elite-level defense, and but now it's all on the line. Like The season is now on the line. That division, they're already three games back. They either feel like the season's already lost or they know that they have to effectively run the table. And they're five-and-a-half-point dogs. Yeah, the, I'm with The no-man's land on the number. Yep. That is true. Um, they are, yep, five-and-a-half um, at home. Five right now as I'm looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook at home. So another home dog. I just think this is a case of teams moving in opposite directions right now. You know, you talk about the Jacksonville team and how the defense is not what it was and any kind of kind of internal strife around, you know, their quarterback position. But I'm going to look at it the other way. I'm going to look at it, you know, I'm going to be optimistic here and tell you that I, I just think Pittsburgh is humming, you know, and I think that's the dominant part of the analysis, let's say. Big Ben coming off that five-touchdown game. Obviously, we know he's different on the road. For me, it's something of a kind of – um not revenge per se, but you know the you know the oh, Jags had their I number something to last that. year, ended their season. Okay, and to be quite honest, like I, listen, Pittsburgh. Every and I made this point to you once before. Everyone talks about how like oh New England takes the first month of the season as extended preseason, and then they get on their roll, and everyone like acknowledges that, and like it's all good, you know. Um, since September finished, the Steelers are undefeated. You know, the yeah, Steelers started 1-2-1. and one. You know, they started 1-2-1. and one. They're now, what, 7-2-1? and one? Like, why is Six, Pittsburgh two, yeah. not yeah. thought of in the same way as 
Yeah, why is Pittsburgh not in the thought of in the same way as New England about someone who takes September kind of as extended uh, preseason, figures it all out, and then rolls? I think Pittsburgh is rolling right now. I actually think Pittsburgh is the you know um, is gonna finish with the second bye in in the AFC. I think we might see New England on wild card weekend this year, um, and I don't think that they're getting that kind of respect because of maybe the cloud of Le'Veon Bell and all this stuff. Um, Drama with AB earlier in the season. But, like, Pittsburgh is rolling. I like Pittsburgh this week. Uh, yeah, but and I think there is something to that narrative. Um, because you're talking about how they they did get pounded a couple of times by the Jags last year. And I, I think they do want to gain some sort of revenge from that. So uh, it, it does line up well for them with the way the Jags yeah. are playing, but I just wonder if the desperation of the Jaguars is enough to turn things around. Seven different players scored touchdowns for them. Ben had the perfect passer rating. Looking at a note that said he's one of four QBs in NFL history with multiple games with a 158.3 rating. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can find during the next break who the other guys were. That might be a nice trivia question for you. So for, mm. for Dane to think about during the break. Who are the other three? He might have had a one fi- a perfect rating in one of their losses. I mean, in week two when they lost to KC forty two to thirty seven, mm-hmm. Big Ben put up four hundred fifty two yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Like, uh, you it know, this wasn't offense... earlier this year. It was a long time ago that he did it. He's done it three. Uh-oh. He's done it four times in his career. Wow. Yeah. So I'll... I remember there was like a five hundred yard game at Heinz Field about a year or two ago. Yes, and that wasn't even it. He did it over 10 years okay. ago, Roethlisberger. So we'll, we'll, right. we'll have well, you think about that. You can take your guesses during the break, and we'll, I'll see cool. if I can find the accurate All answers right. because I don't, I don't want to ask you a question then and not have the answers. How about Leonard Fournette? How are you feeling about him? 109 scrimmage yards. People are like, ah, I can only play that guy in DFS attorneys. I'm not rolling him out there until I see what happens. Well, 109 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns for Leonard Fournette, and he was the first-round pick that you asked for. Yeah, he was. Uh, I'm glad we took Melvin Gordon instead. I'm still glad we took Melvin Gordon instead. Um, I'm more leaning towards the, like, okay, yes, Leonard Fournette, if you have him in season long, you should start him, okay? He is not outside of the top 24, okay? I'll say that. But I'm still um, not as high on him as others, especially if I do believe in the Steelers' offense to, you know, put up points even against Jacksonville then that leans to me to T.J. Yeldon being on the field some in the second half yeah, uh, and it not being a bell cow situation. By the way, Bortles didn't play badly last week. He was 26-38, 320, two touchdowns. Pretty good game statistically. How about Dante Moncrief going forward? We, we've been trying to guess yeah. at these Jags wide receivers for weeks. It was D.D. Westbrook. It was Keelan Cole. Now Dante Moncrief goes three for 98, but he had long, one long yeah. touchdown play. So what do you think? Is he a guy to have going forward? I do have him in a couple of leagues, but he's the last guy on the bench kind of guy. I think that, okay, I'm okay with him as a last guy on the bench kind of guy. I would wonder how much of his week last week was the, uh, you know, that good old revenge game in Indianapolis. Um, Scott Scott Engel is having a massive influence in your life. You're talking about revenge games? Yeah. I am talking about revenge games. You're going to see me singing Kiss in a little while, too. Ace, taking Ace Freely's parts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. So, 
so I do not know who Ace Freely is, just so you know. He's one of the guys <laughs> in the band. So Great. I only know Gene Simmons, but whatever. Okay. Gene Simmons, Ace Freely. I think that's all I got. I don't know the other guys either. So <laughs> uh, So you're so much more knowledgeable about kids. Than I know it's one hundred percent more than you know. You know one guy, I know true? two. Percentage wise, I know a true? great Can you name part, all the members of the Tang clan? I can name a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Uh, why don't we do that we'll coming out of the break? Okay. I'll tell you how many Wu Tang members. You name the quarterbacks, I'll get Wu Tang members. Twenty five years. Sounds like putting the funny functional chambers, sports radio. Since thirty six <laughs> chambers came out last week, twenty uh, fifth anniversary. Oh, so, stuff. Yeah. So uh, Titans Colts is actually a big one for me because uh, I need mm. the Titans and I talk about it every week. But it is interesting in the context of that division too, because hypothetically Houston can go to Washington and lose. Titans right. get a win, we're tied. Or even worse for me, Titans the lose, get a win, and then we're both right. we got two five and fives there, and then we got a six and four Texas team. And a six team. and four if they lose in Washington, that would actually be, despite the fact that the division has been worse than we anticipated, would be a pretty interesting race to the finish because. You know, you could even oh, yeah. see you could, it's not inconceivable that the Jags beat the Steelers. It would be a head scratcher looking at it right now, but based on the narrative I was just getting into, they have to win or their season's over. You're going to yeah. start getting It'd rid of It'd be good if you had 10 regular season wins in your pocket in the AFC South. Teddy Bridgewater and Jacksonville. Call it now. Just get it over with. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. I'll name the members of Wu Tang. Uh, Clan and Dane will come up with the, the other three quarterbacks that had multiple quarterback ratings after this on FST. That's why we're nominated, folks. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. <laughs> FST ain't nothing to That's F perfect. with. That's perfect. <laughs> That's excellent production by uh, Chris Bavona. So, all right. Down there in the I, fantasy we're gonna do, misery. We're, we're tri- really? We're going trivia with uh, all right, Dave's going to name the QBs, and I have to name all the members <laughs> of the Wu-Tang. I think I'll do surprisingly well. I don't think you realize that I was a huge hip-hop fan. Uh, back. Then. I hear you. So okay, uh, I'll I'll let you go first. So I'm finding right. some. Tell me your question. So some I'm finding some irregularity in the question because the technic the technical stat is he's the only he's one of only four with a perfect passer rating of one fifty eight point three. So I'm finding right. some older quarterbacks that I think threw for perfect games. However. The rating then wasn't fifty eight point three. Does that make sense to you? I see. So it does. All right. So let's go. I, I so think what we're talking about is these answers are in a relatively recent era. Then yes. So that that is your one significant hint. And Roethlisberger okay. has actually done it four times. Okay. Um, you want me to guess? Yes. Go for it. Is Drew Brees one of them? He is not. Oof! Darn! I thought I was going to be good out of the gate there. Um, 
Kurt Warner. That's right. He also has four. He and uh, no, I'm nice. sorry. He has three. He has three. So. Okay. Um. Damn. I thought I was going to be good with Breeze too. Um. Are there any other players that are current that are still in the NFL or active? Yes. Okay. Um. I got to go. Tom Brady. I guess. Twice. Yes. Yeah. All right. So Brady, Warner, Big Ben, and is it active? Nope. Okay. Um. Um, Peyton. That's right. Ben Roethlisberger right. and Peyton Manning also have both have four. Warner has three. Tom Brady has two. According to this is Wikipedia is the source here. Craig Morton, Dave Craig, and Ken O'Brien also had multiple. Kenny O'Brien. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but I I think the rating was then, not then one fifty eight point three. So technically okay. So I did okay. I did okay. I got three got the it. three correct ones in four guesses. That's right. Uh. All right, all so, right. All right go, go. go ahead. All right, Old Dirty. <laughs> yep. Uh, Raekwon the Chef. Yep. <laughs> Jizza the Genius. Yep. Rizza. Yep. Inspector Deck. Yep. Ghostface Killer. Yep. Method Man. Correct. Those are the eight that I think you are the seven. Right. right? You got seven? Yeah. Yep. Those are the seven that I think are yes. So there's alternate no. members that I'm not naming is that right no i said there's nine i think there's nine official yeah um i i know of two more right off the top of my head right now so what are they you god is one. oh yeah that's right yeah <laughs> okay you god and then because here remember if you're if you remember if 36 chambers and stuff do you remember the intro to the song method man yeah uh blew it when they were like oh the wu-tang clan Old dirty bastard, inspector deck, you got ghost face killer, man, M-E-T-H-O, right? So they named them all right there. Yeah. And if you were a fan, I thought that might be like kind of like how you might know the alphabet song to name yeah. all the states. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the other two, the other, there's like two, and I think one is an official member and one is kind of like an affiliate. One is uh, Cappadonna. Yeah. And one is Master Killer. I wouldn't have had that. So you got, I guess, is technically the one that I missed. Um, yeah. So, All right. But not bad. Yeah, I, I mean, he's the good. nondescript got, member of Wu. Yeah, I'll I got, give you that. I got seven in a row, uh, and I missed the not last Not bad. Time, so. I think, you know what? You got seven in a row on Wu, and I got three in a row after my first guess on the passer rating. You would think, so I'll call that a watch. We both did Bre- well. You would think Breeze is one of them, too. But anyway. He was my first guess. <laughs> See, we're a full-service show here. Uh, on FST. So let's talk about... I'm impressed that I got Kurt Warner, though, I would say. But in any event, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk uh, about tonight's game. We got Packers-Hawks. Uh, as you mentioned, the spread currently sits at... I'm on FanDuel Sportsbook as well. Currently sits at three. So they think yep. these teams are about even. Packer, obviously, in a slide here, uh, desperate to get back on the winning side of things uh, in a big way. They got uh, they, they got back on the good foot with Miami, which was, I mean, Miami never had a chance in that game. But, uh, you know, one of these teams is going to be in a world of hurt after this. Seattle would be 4-6. and six. Green Bay would be 4-5-1. and one. I, I think if they got to 4-5-1, or five and one, uh, I don't see them pulling out of that tailspin. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, I think They'd they, have to run the table, in essence. Basically. 
basically they'd have to do that and competing against teams like the Bears and Vikings, which have obviously been right. pretty good so far this year. Now those two teams do play each other this week, so it allows for maybe a little bit of a cushion. Um, Lions going south in a hurry. That Lion, I feel great about that Lions under now, by the way. Yeah. That Lions under bet. So, uh, okay, so – what do you think here? We we did see Rashad Penny was a pickup in a lot of leagues. I snagged him in one. I actually snagged Tyler Lockett and then immediately dropped him because I wanted Jalen Samuels uh, to back me up there. I didn't feel like I needed to have multiple Seahawks. But um, what's your approach to this game? You have to like both quarterbacks. Do you think this point total will be pushed up? We've seen last week we saw an explosion on, on offense the week before. We saw an explosion out of the Niners. By the way, Nick Mullins named starting quarterback going forward. I think Kyle Shanahan doing the right thing there. Uh, stinks for Beathard, but he had his opportunity over the course of two seasons and really did not take advantage of it. So um, uh, that's one note I forgot to mention earlier. So your thoughts here, Packers, Hawks. Yep. Um, I am making one of my picks for this week official. Um I'm taking the home team. I'm taking Seattle minus three. Blew it. Um, you mentioned that Green Bay is in a little bit of a slide. They did get that win, but that was in the friendly confines of Lambeau Field. I think they go to Seattle against the team who you mentioned. They're both hungry to stay alive in the NFC wildcard hunt. I just think Russell Wilson gets it done there. I think uh, we Scott and I were talking about the name recognition, say, like of the Jaguars defense, for example. And I think there's a little bit of that with Green Bay now because everyone knows about how great Aaron Rodgers is. But, you know, Randall Cobb is security blankets, a little bit done, uh, you know, kind of injuries catching up to him. Seattle's defense has not been that bad, and I think they will be able to run the ball. They like Carson a lot. Green Bay, I think, gives up something like 120 yards per game on the ground. I think they're in the bottom 10 in the NFL on that. I think Seattle will be able to run the ball in effect to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Um, I like Seattle at home with the 12s in a national game with the, uh, you know, the crowd hyped up. Give me Seattle minus three tonight. And what do you think the score could be with an over of 48? I think that's a really good number. <laughs> you know, I think that's a really good number. Um, so I would here, pass look, on the total because so I can see 28-20. So here's what I'd say. I hate betting against Aaron Rodgers. I just did. Sure. And I hate betting against him with that kind of spread. So, you know, it's, it's tight. Uh, if I was getting more points, I'd feel even better about the Packers. I'm going to lay off this game. I think because of the reasons that you – so two things come into play when it comes to this over. You and I, you've already said you're not taking any unders the rest of the way. Correct. Makes sense. <laughs> and because of the way that you talked about it, how many teams in the NFL do you think are calling uh, more runs than passes? Rushing uh, percentage over Se- more than over than Seattle, or just in general fifty fifty. How how many do you think are are calling more run plays than pass plays in the NFL? How many? Teams? Uh, three, just one. Seattle. Uh, oh, they play there. Tonight. You go. <laughs> so fifty one percent of their plays are runs. Um, Tennessee's actually second with forty eight point six two percent, and New Orleans is third. You know, you don't wow. think of it that way, but they obviously right. are so effective at running the ball, uh, but. It, to, to your narrative about how Seattle could pull off this win, I'd be concerned with them controlling the mm. clock and right. bringing the point total down. I, if you if you pressed me on this one, I would take the Packers and I would take the really? over. 
But I do have some concerns about them keeping the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands because, mm-hmm. frankly, they have been running the ball effectively. So you have Rochelle Penny and Mike Davis and Chris Carson have all had varying degrees of success, but all three guys have been pretty successful. So um, I'll take Oh, the- real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I'll go on mybookie.ag and bet a prop. Jimmy Graham will get in the end zone tonight. Revenge against Seattle. Not a bad one. Not a bad player prop. I don't love it. It's a shot in the dark. But I'll take the Packers tonight. Fine, then. I'll take the Packers tonight. I'm going against Dane on this one. He's put, making it That's fine. Pick. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm not. And I'll glow tomorrow. Wu-Tang. We'll see. We're out.